Someone's gonna interrupt me like they always do, unless I just start right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the game room. I jumped ahead of it this time. I'm your host today, Michael McLeod. Everyone's laughing at me. <laughs> Joining me as always gonna be Dwight Robinson. Oh uh, yes, sir. Jonathan Duffer. Yo. And we have two guests today. Two. It's like the we never. I don't know. I don't know who these people are. They get out of my house. <laughs> um, well. Nope. We have a returning guest. Uh, you were on an episode. A long yes. time ago. I can definitely <laughs> that, tell you that. that. You're on an, ep- an episode at some point. Uh, friend and co-worker, Jamian? What's going on, everybody? Yes. It sounded like you weren't and, short. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jamian? <laughs> and we have, uh, I, don't, I don't know, how should I do it by your Twitch name? Introduce yourself, Rods. How about that? Well, my name is Rods. I... Guess I stream on Twitch. I would like to. You guess you do to play games. I think. And <laughs> <laughs> see a very a very confident introduction. Uh, I see. Yeah. yeah. No, I just I just like focusing on story of games and things like that on streams. So yeah. All right. Sounds good. I'm worried now that some lady is going to bust into that room chasing you out because this is not your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Get out of here! Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in there? It might happen. That's why I locked uh, the door right before we started. There you go. <laughs> uh, but we tend to start these episodes by just kind of talking about what we've been playing. I'm going to break up the order a little bit here because Dwight has a ton of stuff, and he assures me. <laughs> he assures me that this will not take an eternity. And... Uh, I have never been wrong or uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, my statements of the brevity of my uh, reviews and impressions. So, yes. you, you do realize all, all right. of these episodes are still up online, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we can have, easily uh, fact check you. <laughs> evidence to prove this incorrect, correct? Yeah. All right, so I'll go Why ahead. Why don't you go ahead, Dwight? Yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and rapid throw fire mine these here. guys. I do have a lot. Um, so let me go ahead and start with God of Rock. So. I rented that from uh, Gamefly a couple weeks ago. Um, I, what is God of Rock? I don't even know what this is. Oh, God. Uh, I, I don't want to get you started. Just put it on the You're going to ask him not to take it as her. It's a uh, rhythm music game uh, slash fighting game. Oh, so okay. You okay. use, um, you know, it's two characters basically fighting each other, but then you play it by playing a little rhythm game on the bottom part of the screen. And, you know, I guess you're supposed to get more hits than misses than the other character or whatever. I thought that the Mm. idea sounded really interesting, but actually playing it um, is not (laughs) at all, actually. (laughs) And I'm kind of sad about that because when I saw a trailer for it, I was like, oh, that's a cool idea or whatever. But, Mm. uh, yeah, so um, for one thing, just like in general... Uh, just like the, the character design and, and just in general is just like really really just bland so that already was kind of like a, a strike against it in my book but actually playing the game you're pretty much just uh getting as much right as you can and how you actually do supers is that you're supposed to do a traditional fighting game motion for a super like you know down four twice and then a button to do the super and it's hard to do that when you're also trying not to miss notes. <laughs> so you're playing guitar, you know, huh. not Guitar Hero, but, you know, any rhythm type game on the bottom. You're trying to hit the buttons to make sure you're hitting stuff. But then you have to find a spot to throw in a quick, you know, down forward, down forward punch or something to oh. do a super. 
Um, it's just as stupid and ridiculous as it sounds. Like, I'm, I'm really understating how ridiculous that is. Like when you're actually trying to follow along with the music and everything. So I was thinking that it was going to be like, because um, some rhythm games, right? There's like a special bar or meter or note that you press or something. Or you, right. ha- you hit a button and it goes to fever mode or something. And then you mm. get those notes right. I was thinking, okay, they'll do that. But they didn't. They just kind of, so it, it's really weird and it's very awkward to use. That and um, that's really the only way you can actually do damage is by doing those supers. Because unless you're just taking turns, just hitting each other over and over, and it just takes forever, it's really weird. That and of course, because it's not an actual fighting game, there's no like mind games or anything. You're just hitting notes, so mm-hmm. very weird. Yeah, you're you're not selling me. I, I pass. Yes, no, nah. <laughs> and you're not even seeing like the characters do stuff at the top because you're focusing on the notes oh right <laughs> so you, yeah. you can't even like oh, yeah, you don't even get to enjoy watching them like their animations i don't know I, after like five minutes i, I took that shit out um and sent it back so um daymare 1994 i just played the little demo for this um this game is just straight up resident evil <laughs> so if you've seen the other because there's another one daymare 1998 which i think is a a send up of like the old school, you know, RE one, two, and three. This is more of just like a copy of like yeah. RE, the new RE two and three. Like hmm. that look mm-hmm. and feel, the over the shoulder camera, um, just with like a thousand percent more jank, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> so the 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 big difference between this and regular Resident Evil um, is that you are fighting. You are kind of like the enemies are like these weird lightning zombies so there's zombies and there's a lightning ball that like reanimates them and when you kill a zombie the lightning ball comes out of their body and will start moving to another body unless you can stop it so they'll just keep coming back until you can stop that lightning ball so that's that's their the the conceit so how you do that is that besides regular guns you have like a cryo thing on your back so you can either infuse your bullets with cryo energy or something um it's like a, uh, what's it called? Uh, you can also do with your your gauntlet. You can. This, this sounds enemies. like a fever dream. It's, 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 it's honestly really weird. And the thing is, it's not bad. It, it's definitely not a bad idea. But the jank just got got me because I got to a mini boss ah. where there's like a bunch of characters, and when they grab you. There's kind of like no, there's no like transition or anything. They don't turn you around or something. They're just kind of like they're getting close to you. Then all of a sudden you're in the animation and you're just like mashing the button to get out. And they're like across the damn screen a second ago. So <laughs> I was trying to get to an area, I get to a place like run past them. And in Resident Evil, you can like weave past them. You can see, oh, they're about to do their animation. You can like, you know, move out of their arm's reach and get there. And here that doesn't count. If they're going to grab you, like they're going to do it and there's nothing you can do about it you can't <laughs> avoid it there's no button to dodge it so they're all here i'm like this far away from them and then i still get locked into this animation so i was like mm. yeah no i'm done <laughs> and just, <laughs> just got rid of that um but not a bad idea i mean it's a, it's a good try on their part i think it looks pretty good um blood rains betrayal fresh bites um it's like a re-release that came out on xbox one it's like an old 360 arcade game um it's mm-hmm. basically shank but blood rain yeah that's <laughs> so, exactly what, isn't the same people too it has a very similar um aesthetic like just visual aesthetic so it has kind of like flash animation looking you know like all their moves and how they're animated it looks like a flash animation hmm. um so not bad 
and it's just straight up like level after level it's not a metroidvania it's just like old school castlevania or whatever which i think is pretty mm. cool the problem with that game is that you don't really nothing really changes for like the 15 or so levels you don't really get upgrades or anything you don't get there's only like one new weapon or something in like the whole game mm. so it's just kind of it's weird it's just 15 levels of the same thing over and over pretty much but i beat the whole thing so it's not terrible uh, definitely worth a play yeah. um <laughs> You're not getting any other any other blood rain anytime soon, so just deal with that. Uh, <laughs> One Chanbara Bikini Samurai Squad. So I remember this on 360 years ago, and I actually um, these games are not that bad. <laughs> I have them. I have like the newer ones on on PS4, I think. Um, yep. But this 360 one, I've had it for the longest time, just like in my um, my digital you know library or whatever. And I just never got around to playing it. So I just like decided randomly. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna download this and play it. It's pretty good. Um, the uh, of course it's jank as hell. I mean, it's an older game. The camera is way too close <laughs> to your character, so it's hard to actually. The ones on PS4, which I can't remember the name for the for the life of me right now. The ones on PS4 are definitely better games in general, but it is just kind of cool to see this game because this was back when there really wasn't a whole lot of Japanese only games. I was coming over to to you know the states. So they didn't even spell One Chanbara well. It's just like all one word, and it's kind of there's missing an e or whatever. But I mean, a lot of stuff nowadays, you know, it's a little, it's a little more, um, it's so much more likely to get you know random Japanese games and stuff. So yeah. I think it's worth a try. I mean, there's a lot of like childish uh, fan service, but it's not terrible. So hmm. is it like a fighting game or what kind of game is it? It's an action game, oh, and there's two action. characters. Okay. You play as um, two sisters basically, and um, you kill zombies. Is that what you were playing earlier on Discord? Yeah, that, yeah, that was, oh, what I was okay. Playing. Yeah, gotcha. So the the conceit is that the blood of the zombies powers up your sword, so that's why she's wearing a bikini. <laughs> reasons, it's anime I reasons. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, it splashes on her, whatever. It makes her more powerful. There's like a meter that you know charges up on her sword, but you can't let it charge up all the way because then it will get stuck in zombies, which is what happened. And while yeah. I was freaking out. <laughs> there's a button to like um basically to like shake the blood off or whatever but that leaves you like vulnerable so you're supposed to do it mid combo so that you can do it and then go straight into the next thing but mm. yeah i mean it's 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 more technically involved than i thought originally because everybody that i've seen play it and they're like oh you just mash buttons and it's fine it's like no it actually has like you know combo system there so it's you know pretty interesting what uh, year did it come out 2008 okay like that. okay 2008 or 9 and it's right, essentially if i remember correctly it's a remake of the old ps2 game because there's a ps2 there's a series of ps2 games it's the same series that had um that had uh edf and whatnot uh i forgot what those called i think i i think you know what those are uh mike those like really cheap um games they had on ps2 yeah I, yeah it was like it was I, a value I, game the like line. there's a term yeah. but I'm, i can't i can't put i can't remember either but there's like a couple it's dozen fine. of them and they're all in this like one of us will yell it out later yeah. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but that was one of those games edf was one of those games um there's a couple others that are in that line and then they eventually spawned actual franchises outside of that and and mm. kept going so yeah it's definitely you know definitely worth a look to look into that um tower of fantasy i played that for a little bit it's all right okay. 
High praise. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like Genshin Impact, but like the future. So, uh, do you like Genshin? Uh, no. I, mean, it's, <laughs> okay. mm, I like the idea. I like the idea of it. I don't, every time I try to get into it, I can't really get into it. Um, mm. The gotcha stuff kills me. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I've been playing the hell out of Armor Core 6. Um, mm. Been loving it so far. I've actually never really gotten into an Armor Core game before. But I mean, I've been aware of them and I've played them like over the years, but never like really got into one. This game is amazing. <laughs> and I know a lot of people have been saying that, but I personally would say that it's amazing just because of the feel of the controls. Like it's it's hard to explain until you try it for yourself. Uh, it is unbelievable the kind of the level of control that you have over the mech there's never a time where you feel like something is happening or you're getting hit or whatever because you know the controls weren't working right or something was too slow or whatever that's just just not the case it is buttery smooth it is so nice um it's the reason why you know i complain a lot about like games that have like really muddy feeling controls or something the whole 60 fps thing i get on that that soapbox a lot but it's not just about it looking good which that's also a good thing it's the playability like pulling the controller it's also pulling the controller 60 frames that's a really big thing and then you know it's so much easier to track moving targets just like when you have the fluidity at like 30 or lower like when stuff starts moving fast like you don't know what the hell's going on it just hurts your head but like 60 looks amazing plays amazing if you have any you know passing uh interest in like trying it out at all i say absolutely do it another thing that it does i think is cool that a lot of people haven't really talked about um they say like oh you could go in the garage you could change out parts and it's cool yes but the reason why it's cool is because you don't just have minor upgrades on stuff everything is unique every single part is unique the stuff you got at the beginning of the game is still viable at the end of the game you're not getting like a str- like if you start with a machine gun you're not just getting a stronger machine gun you're getting a different one it move like it uh works differently you know the the firing rate and all that stuff is all different so as you're unlocking more stuff you're getting more options you're not necessarily getting better stuff so it's really up to you to figure out you know what you want to use for like different bosses and everything amazing gotcha. more games should do that uh but yeah mm-hmm. what game is this again armor, armor core six six Armor yeah. Core Six. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah. That yeah. actually wasn't too bad. We're only at three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I gotta um, give the listeners what they want. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what that's what they're here for, man. We gotta we gotta know about those frames. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's keep going. Let's go ahead and kick it over to our guest. Uh, Rod, you been playing anything interesting this week you'd like to talk about? Uh, I have not played anything. No, I'm kidding. Uh, mm-hmm. This right, week, you moved, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been... Well, I've also been playing... I finished recently Armored Core 6. Very so, nice. Oh, nice. A very great okay. game. I agree with everything that Dwight said. <laughs> and also, the only thing I would add is that I, I think it's truly incredible the, the weapon switching, and it allows you to do it inside the mission like if you die in a mission you can switch it without having to go back to a menu and doing things because it requires so much adaptability and every boss or every challenge requires you to switch up what you're doing not requires but like many times it's much easier if you switch it up and i think that that's amazing yeah that it something doesn't work you could change your style yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely 
Um, but I've also been playing Starfield. Been playing some Starfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, and I've the way I've been describing it on stream is it's one of the Bethesda games of all time. It, <laughs> it's, it's just another Bethesda RPG. Yeah. If you enjoy that, it, that it's for you. If you don't like Bethesda RPGs, <laughs> it, definitely not changing your opinion on it. So it's it, they don't really push the bar that much. It's Fallout in space essentially. So, but I like it. I enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. Um, I have to say the detail of the models and everything, incredible. It does look very good in that regard. In some other regards, not so much, like the facial animation, which is better than what they've done before. But in general, and comparing (laughs) even with other recent things, like, you know, Baldur's Gate, it's uh, a step down, for sure. Uh, And the other thing I have been playing as well is Baldur's Gate 3, which is just truly amazing and as a as someone who loves D, it is incredible how well they've brought that into video game form and just the creativity that it allows you i think my favorite games are games that truly give you that ability to do things how you want to do it and that's one of the games that absolutely lets you do that and i uh, i love it i love it so but sometimes to a to, to a, a harrowing degree <laughs> it's true it's true my favorite thing is just pushing everyone off ledges and blowing them off ledges so <laughs> you've got a boss just you know just push him off and don't have to fight him so i really like it can't wait till it comes out on xbox I'm yeah hopefully sooner now now that yeah. they're on it Oh yeah, I think I think it'll come out. It's supposed to be this year. I think it's out on PlayStation today. Yeah, or I earlier think so. this week. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Roz, was that the uh, game where you accidentally killed it. like the tree people or whatever, and they got mad at you? The tree people. It was like the mushroom people or something. Oh yeah, that is that is. But that yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were enemies, and I killed a whole a whole nation of. Oh God! As <laughs> they're like, no, what are you doing? It's like, because I attacked first. I was just like, oh look, enemies in the distance. <laughs> Got to complete this quest. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, and I just it's missed like, out on the whole quest line. So you know, <laughs> but it lets you play how you want. So yeah, it does. Exactly. It absolutely does. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they could have been jerks. You don't yeah, know. yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Committing genocide is, you know, totally within the gameplay. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's uh, yeah, that's actually for someone that just moved. That's quite a bit you've been juggling. I mean, Starfield and Bartles Gate alone are kind of a uh, hefty games. So yes, I'm, yes, not they to are. Say, not to say not to say Armor Core isn't, but good lord. Yeah, I was able to finish uh, Armor Core in four days, I think. Which wow. It. it it's a tough game it's a tough game but but it's definitely way shorter than the other ones it's doable mm-hmm. okay uh jamie and you've been playing anything interesting this week uh nothing too interesting um i wouldn't say this week but lately i've been playing soul hackers too nice story drags on in some areas um i'm still trying to get i think i'm like halfway through the game now the characters themselves are interesting um size my favorite character in particular is Sizo. like his laid back chill demeanor about everything yeah. um i like i like his character in the game but um more but more interesting though like um before that i just got fi- I, before that i played xenoblade chronicles 3 future redeem which is phenomenal 
I freaking love anything Xenoblade, but Xenoblade Chronicles 3, um, the DLC that came out, was just awesome. The characters, the returning characters, it was just, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, the, si- the side missions weren't tedious, like, they had a good bit of um, quickness to get through them, but they also had serves, um, a purpose of, like, calling back to old things that happened in the previous games. Um, the character designs themselves were great. Well, um, they were great too, especially Schultz's character. Like the amount of things that Callback in previous games with his character design were just like, man, I don't, I, I can't talk too much about it because I don't want to spoil it. But <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's just great. One day I'll get to it. I, I do. <laughs> you still haven't gotten to it? I do want to ask though. Uh, is there any like side quest gating or anything like that? Like. You can't yeah. get. He has a problem with uh, two Torna. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm trying to play through Torna right now, and I'm at a I'm at a part mm-hmm. where it's just like, all right, if you want the next part of the story, you have to get to this level of like side quests, mm-hmm. you know, completion. Oh, oh no, no. And I'm just like, Mm-mm. it made. There's none of that completely. in there. <laughs> I'll get back to it at some point, but yeah. Like with uh, Future Redeem, there's none of that in there. You could pretty much go from point A to point B to point Z, however order you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. If you want, you can do the um, side missions in between, but there's nothing stopping you from progressing through the story. Mm-hmm. And the ending to the story is crazy itself. There's a there's a lot of things going on with that ending. To me personally, I hope it leads into something um, other than what a, a lot of theories are out there. But again, don't want to spoil it. Now you just got to play all the Xenosaga games. <laughs> well, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people think it's it has something to do with Xenosaga. I'm hoping it has something to do with the Umbrella Chronicles X. Yeah. Well, would it be a spoiler to say if with Shulk coming back, do they age normally or are they like they can get super they, old and it's they did they did age. Okay. 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 Um, they aged normally from what I from what I um so, saw. They are significantly older than what they were in their um so they when they when their games took place. <laughs> At anime age, there you go. <laughs> so they got like five years older, even though it's been like sixty years or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I feel like that's not so much a spoiler because I, f- I feel like I saw art. Yeah, mm. time yeah, they'd say. They you know, I think it was in trailers and stuff like that too. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's not too bad. I'll get to it. I haven't even finished the base Xenoblade Chronicles three. So you should. Yeah, mm. I will. The uh, story in Xenoblade Chronicles three, the base game, I hear was amazing. great as well. My favorite part was, um, I think it occurs halfway through the game when. Um, yeah, no, no spoils. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no spoils. <laughs> so what <laughs> happened was no. So he's he's, he's literally right here. He's like, oh. I could just, I could just whack him. Real hard, so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the, but the story of Xenoblade Chronicles Three, both the base game and the DLC, which is just phenomenal. I, I play. I've replayed Xenoblade Chronicles three once. Actually, I'm then going to replay Future Redeemed again. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's that's actually yeah. interesting because I thought that they were like each of the games was spread out, bet- like with two hundred, three hundred years between them. But mm. I'm guessing it's more of just a few years in between them instead. I'm sure we'll hear more about Xenoblade Chronicles later in the episode. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> 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 
I'm, I'm going to talk about it. I'm listeners, sorry. Listeners, if I didn't, uh, if I didn't mention, which I don't think I did, whoops. Mm. Uh, this episode is going to be about video game stories. So <laughs> that's what we're going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may, I maybe cram that, edit that into the beginning of the episode. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> and I promise, viewers or listeners, no spoilers. I will yeah. try my utmost oh, to yeah, stick to the I'll story. I'll just chop it out if it is. And then I'll, <laughs> yeah. I know where you work. Uh, cool. All right. Jonathan, what have you been playing this week? We're we're making good time now, so you should be good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really have too much to to talk about either because I've same been old Jonathan games. playing the same old Jonathan games. Yeah. Same uh, old Binding Jonathan of Isaac. Games. Still Ooh. going through the. Um, yeah, I've been playing. <laughs> oh, I've been playing new. Binding of Isaac for years, <laughs> and I, I think I've I think I've kind of gotten stuck on one of those challenges. I don't, that that's going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm currently on the challenge where every shot that you fire comes uh, boomerangs back at you and explodes so <laughs> you were there last time I yes believe. I, and i was there yeah. the time before that too <laughs> it's uh that that's a tough one because it basically depends on you getting either being really really good at the game which i'm not or getting certain items which override the <laughs> the shots that you fire so mm. so you can kind of cheese it but yeah so i'm still working on that um Working through System Shock 2 fan missions. Right now I'm on UNN Night... Or no, no, no. Right now I'm on Polaris. I finished UNN Nightwalker. Uh, so oh. this is the third of the four fan missions that I'm going through. Um, I beat up some Ice Beasts and finally made it inside the inside the, uh, the little uh, station on the planet. So that should be should be a little, little bit of easier going now. Now that I don't have to fight the Ice Beasts anymore. Um... But that's going pretty well. Um, again, that's a stream. That's a game I'm going through on stream. I'm still working on Mass Effect. My uh, 100% run of that. Uh, still doing side missions, which I think I was doing crazy. last time. <laughs> what? Yep. Which game are you on? I said you're crazy. The first the one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you doing yeah. uh, Legendary uh, Trilogy or Legendary Edition? Yeah. Okay. Legendary Edition, yeah. I've already And I already played them once through before, uh, which I think i think we've talked about before mm. um but now i'm now i'm just going back and doing like all of the side missions and all of the stuff and <clears throat> i'm following the ign guide that takes you like to do going through the entire thing all at once so oh, wow. uh, that's 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 interesting <laughs> there's there are a lot of side missions in that game and i've just been doing that for like the past probably six ish hours uh that i've been playing it so can you get through uh, all of it in one go uh not if you want to sleep and eat and <laughs> no i mean like in one <laughs> run of the game yeah. one oh yeah 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 you just have to yeah. very you have to be very careful about how you do stuff because there okay. are points in the game where if you get too far you shut off you, you can like cut off some of side missions mm-hmm. and um from completion which i found out in 3 i actually started like someone's side mission uh, progressed through the story a little bit, and then I came back to like finish the mission, and a whole bunch of stuff had changed, and things had happened, mm. and <laughs> the guy who was there was not there anymore. So I'm like, well, now I can't tell you about your son. And like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's why I'm following a guide to make sure that I can I do everything in the right order, and I don't like cut myself off at the knees somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you and think then so been... far about the Vanguard? I guess. <sighs> Don't give me more stuff to cut out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, you know, 
You know, it, it it's it's hard. Maybe it gets better in the other games. No, it's, I would say I would stop. Yeah, stop you right there. Vanguard in one doesn't matter. Yeah, Vanguard in two, you will like it. I, yeah, okay, a lot of the, their yeah. their class abilities I don't think exists in one. Two is the first one where they yeah. really have like a class ability, and then like you'll like it in two. Yeah. Well, see, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The what I really hate about using the biotic powers. Unless I'm doing something wrong, maybe I am. Mm-hmm. But like, if, as soon as you select a power, it mm-hmm. automatically targets whatever's in front of you, like whatever's yeah. on your reticle at that. Or point. what's closest to the reticle, yeah. Right. The way I would prefer it is if like I, I like activate the power and then I and then I go target something, kind of like like you would use like plasmids in Bioshock, where you can have it active and then you go find whatever you want to hit and then you target it. That's how I initially how I thought it worked, and so I ended up wasting it a couple times before I realized, okay, I gotta target mm. this guy first, then open the menu, then hit the button. Train yourself. Yeah, you're supposed right. to be yeah. using it as you're yeah. shooting, and then because you know there's that little box that goes around them, even if they're behind cover. If you're shooting yeah. here, you should be able to like you know aim up a little bit, and then you can throw pull, and it will like go behind the cover and pull them up. Like as you're shooting. Oh, gosh, that's such a pain in the butt, though. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> why it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome because it's a pain in the butt. Gotcha. <laughs> but but throwing out exploding projectiles that come back and hit you uh, is not a pain. It's different. <laughs> you can it's do it without pausing too, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's real time. I think there is an option yeah, you don't in the have first to one it. to like pause or something. Mm. But well, if you, when you bring up the menu, it pauses it. Yeah, it, it sort of pauses it. It slows can, down time really quit, slow. You can quick key. Yeah, you can use the quick. Yeah, the shortcuts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's okay. See, then, then I'm, I'm doing it yeah, wrong. Just do Q, that. So I, I think it's Q and E for uh for PC or whatever. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's your squad. Oh, that streamlined it squad a lot for me. Yeah. What did? Uh, just doing it without having to pause it every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just use the quick keys. I think on Xbox you can actually. Mark which because you could have like a bunch of different powers. You could mark. Mm. You which can powers. you can map up to three. Yeah, I believe on Xbox. Yeah, so yeah, just just yeah. pick like two or three that you really like and just stick with those, and then that's the easiest way. To yeah. Do it, really. Okay. Well, maybe I can because yeah. I've got extra buttons on my mouse. Maybe I can map. You're only on Mass Effect One at this point. Yeah. I mean, you you got time to experiment and play around. By the time you get to two, you'll be an expert. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you'll have to relearn everything. Whatever. Two, you know, two and fine. three is when the powers really start to matter. Because I mean, one they kind of they're just there. And and they yeah agreed two two and three is when they actually have synergy with the stuff like if you pull somebody it puts a biotic feel on them and then if you hit them with like throw it explodes or whatever and slams them into stuff Mm -hmm. because they're they're lighter now instead of just like if you use pull if you use throw without pulling them first they'll just kind of like fall over and not really get any damage or you can use pull and then do your biotic charge and like if you light something on fire and then you use something else to set it off, they explode into a fireball. Like the detonations, the priming, and the and the and the um, the detonating or whatever of that stuff is it's a whole level of shit that you like kind of you skipped over completely <laughs> in the, your playthroughs. <laughs> yeah. There's so much shit. It's super in depth, but yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to mess around with the quick keys then and see if that if that mm-hmm. makes any better then. Um, I feel like I was gonna say something, but I don't remember what it was. But oh, well. you're blanking. Yeah. Oh no. Um, and then the other thing I've been playing is Persona Five Royal, which I think we mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, working slowly 
on my way through that. You know that that's your that's your game club game, but I know you're going to be playing that for a long time. So I guess if you want to slowly talk about that over time, you can. That's we yeah. don't have to save that for an episode because it's going to be a thing for a minute. I assume. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't going to say too much about it though. Just that I it, it's really interesting. Um, I'm enjoying it. it. The the um, it's some of the the menus and like things are are kind of odd and weird i i'd I'd appreciate the art style and like what they're going for but there's sometimes there's a there are points where there's so much moving on the screen that you're just like all right can you just hold still for one second because my my little squirrel add brain is just like looking at all the things and i'm like all right i need to focus on this yeah where are the words i need to see yeah Yeah. exactly so um but i i do i do appreciate the art style it's Hmm. it's super uh it's super unique um i think um i think i'm gonna enjoy this game it's yeah. just gonna take a little you while to are. to get into it um but i think I mean, you're gonna enjoy it more than the last game game i uh <laughs> I made you play, so. i'm pretty sure i'm gonna enjoy it much more than shenmue <laughs> yeah. oh did you not end up liking shenmue i shenmue i think i think i what i gave it on the on the thing was a B. You gave it a B. Um, okay. I mean, it, it, it's it was definitely good for what it is. Um, it's, it, yeah. the, I think the the main problem I had with it was I did like all three of them in a row, and by the time I got to the end of the third one, I was just like, all right, so <laughs> I, mean, I was getting really tired of of chopping wood, you know, a thousand times just to make you know fifty bucks, uh, fifty panda bucks. Quick time um, events and, and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah. Every yeah, time you see a yeah. button prompt in a game, you're gonna flinch. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't mind quick time events. It's just having to do that specific quick time event so much. Same thing. Over and then and over like, again. yeah, it, it's mm. just it gets a little a little uh, annoying Repetitive. after a while. Yeah. I mean, the the games I recommended to you guys last time, like I said, were games that I love, mm-hmm. but I don't typically recommend to people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it uh, would have. My favorite game ever. I don't typically tell people to go play it though. Just you know, yeah. a certain sort of person has to enjoy Shinmu. I feel. Yeah, it would have been. I'm glad you played it though. Yeah, it, I am too. I, I am very glad I played it. Um, it would have been better, like you said. I think if I had spaced it out more, but then I like 100%. to. But then I like to play things all all together because then I can connect all the story bits. And if I space it out too much, I'll forget story bits. And mm. so it kind of mm. it it, it, it kind of fell into that pattern where it's better to not do that but i don't know it's fine i mean there's eh, like six one, almost 30 years in between them. <laughs> not, not yeah. 30 well 20 yeah. years in between them so <laughs> between the second yeah. one and the I, third it, one <laughs> if shenmue 4 ever comes out i will play it i'm probably not gonna replay the other three first <laughs> <laughs> Only they have a good just briefing of everything that happened yeah. right before. Well, I'll, I'll 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 open up Shenmue three and watch the uh, watch the recap movie, mm-hmm. and then I'll tell uh, you right now if Shenmue four <laughs> if Shenmue four ever comes out, I'll stream Shenmue one, two, and three. You could just watch. Play there you go. Because not only that. The, not only that, but it, I, I get through them hella quick. I'm sure you do. Well, you know what to do. In, in he knows time. every trick. I can get through Shouldn't Be One in like six hours. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd just be just zooming through that game. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for that uh, Shouldn't Be For uh, recap video when it starts off with. Uh, so last time I found the sailors, and then. That's all you've been playing, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yep. 
Okay, cool. I'm going to go and run through my stuff, and we're going to take a quick break after that. But uh, I'm not really going to talk on Starfield. I've been playing that, too. I like it a lot, but I like Bethesda games. Like he said, if you like Bethesda games, it's kind of going to be something you want to play. I don't like Fallout games because... I know this is going to sound dumb, but it's the same reason I don't like Borderlands. I don't like Desert Wasteland mm. games. It's the wackiest thing ever. I just don't like that setting, so it completely turned me off. But I love Oblivion. I'm not so much Skyrim. Again, it's that, like, oh, desolate, icy wasteland thing. But, uh, yeah, this is this is uh, ticking the boxes. I like it a lot. I need to stop playing it <laughs> because I want to finish some other games, and it's not helping. Uh, Starfield is just kind of getting in the way of that right now. So I'm probably going to put it on hold for a while and wait till I have more of a gap, which will probably never happen, but we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I only have thousands of games in the backlog at this point. It's whatever. I'll yeah, get to them. Which other games do you want to get to? Oh, oh God. We don't have enough time in the day. So. <laughs> but like more immediately after you stop more playing Starfield. Immediately, more immediately, the games I am working on currently, I rented Immortals of Avium, which I do okay. not expect to be a long game mm. at all. Like it, I just, it's, it's got that like six hour to eight hour, like, look about it i know that's Perfect. a weird thing to say mm-hmm. it just looks short so i'm like okay cool and i'm liking it it's just like it's a magic first person shooter and you would think that would be unique or different but mm. no they're just different guns kind of like destiny i i think it i think it looks like or like just, Lichdom you, battle mage or something <laughs> yeah. it's it's not even as in-depth as Lichdom battle mage. really it's like oh my god you have you have your red shotgun uh magic you have your blue sniper magic and your green smg magic <laughs> so this is so this is more like um what's that it's the game that came out recently by um by bethesda it was set in japan uh Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? I was thinking the exact same thing. I was about to say Tokyo Ghoul too, and I was yeah. like, no, no, hold on. Because <laughs> well, you, you know why? Because it's Tokyo, and there was a G. Yes, in there. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. swear yeah. I was about to say that too. Okay. But yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo did the same thing. There was the shotgun, honestly, thing, it, and there was the machine gun thing. There, it's not open colors. world like uh, Toast. Go- Toastwire. <laughs> Toastwire Toast Ghostio. You just can't yeah, remember the go. name of that game. <laughs> I will get that game. Toastwire. Now it's I want Toast. A... Thanks. Yeah. I want Ghostio. No, anyway. Um, yeah, so it's not open world like that. It's very linear. It's just like you run a little bit. Mm. You shoot the guys. I like it, though. I don't know. Does, I'm not. Is there, like, interplay between elements or anything? Yeah. Or is it just like... Yeah. No, not really. There are like different uh, different things work better on different people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah, and there is like cool. some platforming stuff mm-hmm. in there. Like it's not just run forward, shoot the guys, run forward, shoot the guys. You know, there is more to it than uh, that. Know, but jump from platform to platform, then you run forward, yeah, you shoot yeah, more guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't. Uh, I don't think I, this is going to be on anybody's game of the year watch by any means. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Eh, it's fun. Whatever. It's worth the gamefly. Yeah, it's I'll in the gamefly queue. Yeah, uh, it's coming yeah, up next. Yeah. <laughs> And if it's like $30 or less and you just it looks like it's something you'd want to play, then I'd say go for it, right? Mm. But don't don't spend like $70 on this game. I would not recommend that's a little bit much for what they're offering. But yeah, it's, it's fine, right? Yeah, that inflation's crazy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do got to say I appreciate EA doing a thing that's not like... FIFA. Battlefield 7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah. yeah. It's an EA published game that's not a typical EA published game. So, hey, you know. Does it perform all right? Because I've heard. I'm playing. I'm playing on Xbox Series X. It seems to run okay. Okay. I'm not really having a problem with it. So, yeah. Uh, 
I can't speak to anything else, but it, yeah, it seems fine. All right. Now, speaking of per- performing okay, Starfield, I guess I got to talk about a little bit more on that because mm. I played it on Series S, I played it on Series X, and I played it on my PC. Mm. It runs best on my PC, but I have mm. a laptop of and course. it's hot as hell, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to melt my computer. So let's <laughs> yeah. Series S runs surprisingly well. I've like, heard that. It's yeah, DF said that. Damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's surprisingly well. I'm still going to play it on the Series X, which it looks and runs fine. It's at 30 frames a second, but I don't really feel like you need 60 and that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, it's eh, not too fast-paced. It's, it's fine, yeah, yeah. It's not Doom, so mm-hmm. you're fine. Mm-hmm. It's understandable uh, why that would not work on a console. So I don't... I mean, that's not a big deal. <laughs> I do why have, why 60 wouldn't it. work on a console? Yeah, for that game. Oh. I do have to say, though, on the PC with a bunch of mods now for that people are optimizing it, it runs a lot better already. I mean, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, on PC, and you have, I don't know if it, I don't think it supports DLSS right now at all. Right? Uh, it does through mods. <laughs> it does through yeah, mods. There you yeah. go. Yeah. But yeah, I just saw that today, actually. Yeah. Because it isn't like AMD backed, right? Yeah, yeah. it's so AMD like it, backed. It works better with AMD processors, yeah. mm-hmm. which I have. I have a Ryzen 9, so I'm like, it's, it's running fine for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel I hear like certain people are having issues with certain aspects yeah. of it, even with having a decent graphics card. But I don't know. Again, it's like, it's like I could play it on PC, but I have a nice OLED in the other room, and it works great on the Series X. So I'm just gonna do that. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. Why not? Uh, last game. I rushed through this a little bit. Uh, I'm still playing Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. I got that on Xbox. Uh, I have it on PC as well. I love that game. That's that's just kind of my thing. Like I don't know, I'm super into those like super stylized jet grind radio ish looking things. I don't know. <laughs> How's the soundtrack? I don't have too much. It's good. It's not as good. Mm. I will say like eighty five percent of like jet set radio is like a banger, mm-hmm. and I would say sixty five percent of this is a banger. Okay. There, there have been times where I'm just like, oh, not this shit again, and then I skip the song. <laughs> I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you can skip the song. Oh well, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. You can change the music. I think I talked last time. Like there, there are certain elements that are missing. Like some of the character designs aren't as good as I might like. I feel like I could. I don't want to sound cocky. But I feel like I could design a better character than some of these Oof. ones that are popping up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Um, and yeah, there there needs to be a there needs to be a DJ Professor K ish insert character, and there isn't. Yeah, like yeah, just to kind of mm-hmm. tell you the state of things. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm I'm loving it. Uh, I because I restarted on Xbox, I'm already past the part where I was on PC. So just because I kind of knew what to do already, and I wasn't lost, so. Whatever. And I also understood. I didn't have to relearn anything. Mm. It's great, though. I definitely recommend it. It, it. it seems a little steep at $40. I had a guy earlier I was talking to. He's like, I don't know. I was like, dude, it's worth 40 bucks. Trust me. Mm. It's it's not... I mean, it's, it's not really an indie game. It doesn't feel indie. It feels it feels premium, so 100%. Mm. Uh, anybody got anything else? That's all for me, at least. I did. Um, I did forget to mention. I played uh, the rest of the demo of Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. Hmm. Okay. Um, so on Switch. On Switch. Yeah. Okay. So that's a fun game. Um, I. I. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna buy it eventually. I don't know when I'll buy it, but it. It. It was enough to get me hooked into it. So. Might I recommend? And this is gonna be a dumb recommendation, probably to some people. I know. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> get a 3DS copy. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. I heard three years. Why, why did you want? I, you've mentioned that before. Why do you want me? Why do you think it's better on 3ds? I think it's better on 3ds and Wii U because it is built 
with two screens in mind. Okay. And certain aspects of the game, I think, work better. The Wii U version does lack content that the, was added for the 3DS, and actually the 3DS version even lacks content based from the Switch version, but it's close enough. Hmm. At lower frame rate, but it... Hey, it looks amazing on a 3DS. You would not believe and like how the good 3D effects. I heard that it was it was a really good use of that too on there. Nah, I don't I don't even remember. I just know it looks good. And but you do have that second screen. You have the gyro controls. You don't have that stuff on um the Switch version. You can play it portable and have the little touch thing. Not the same. <laughs> but the game is amazing. No, however you can play it, play it though. I've played it and beaten it on every system that's out on. It's a fantastic game. So mm-hmm. I I did uh, want to throw in there that. A- oh, AC six. So a lot of people have been saying that Ace Combat six. Yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed six. Yeah, Armor Core six. A lot of people have been saying how the, the story is like non-existent, and it's like uh, I don't really agree with that. It's yeah, there. I don't agree with that either. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's pretty interesting, and the fact that you're kind of they really drive home the fact that you're a mercenary because like you'll get a mission is like oh yeah um help us you know over you know take over this wall and and you know you know get rid of the, all the guards and whatever and you're like all right cool and you do that and the next mission is like hey you know that wall that you just like took over and you like killed all their people we need you to help us take that wall back <laughs> and it's like <laughs> the other side and there's plenty of times where oh, you're kind of nice. like you're you know there's a couple different options for missions and if you play the game multiple times near automata style there's like different story points where you can like branch out and change it and everything and it is pretty interesting hmm, hmm. All right, cool. With that, uh, we're going to take a quick break. I didn't even know Animal Crossing uh, 6 had a uh, story. <laughs> yeah, it's Animal Crossing 6. That's all right. They really Animal overhauled Crossing. the whole game. Yeah, they did. Yeah. All right, cool. We're... <laughs> I, sorry, I had to... Y'all keep talking. I had to, I had to squeeze that AC <laughs> thing. Anyway, whatever. Uh, quick break time. Uh, we'll catch you in just a few minutes. See you then. Woo! Okay, and welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about good video game stories. We're not going to be spoiling anything. Let's throw that out there. If you anybody spoils Maybe. anything, uh, shame on you. <laughs> okay, let, let's set our rules then. How about like no spoils for any game that's less than 10 years old? I'm good then. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> ah, yeah. crap. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go back to my previous. Or, or high profile. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. We, you can t- tell all the planning that went into this. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait! All the yeah. Metal Gear games are getting re-released. So. <laughs> they are. Oh, oh, Dang yeah. it! Oh. <laughs> don't. I, I, yeah. I will. Can, can I? Can I? I will make a request to not spoil I any know. Metal Gear because I do want to play all those. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Let, let's. Yeah, let's just keep it very high level, like just skim the surface on why this is good and why you recommend it. Uh, this is kind of like a just general recommendations. I'm not going to go too much into mine, and I'm not actually going to set the pace by starting off here. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into mine because I know these games have good stories, and I kind of vaguely remember what happened, but it's been years since I played either one. Mm. So, like, I couldn't spoil it if I wanted to, probably, because I don't really remember that much. I just remember thinking, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> That's why I skipped yeah. a couple of them on, on my list, too, because I was like, I, yeah. I don't remember exactly how everything went because it's been so long since I played it. Mm. Yeah. And then we'll just go round robin after that. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with my number one recommendation. And uh, this is one of my favorite series ever. But I'm going to specifically single out Dragon Quest V, which is Hand of the Heavenly Bride, I think Mm. is the name of the subtitle. As I say, uh, 
trying to look it Definitely up. Definitely not Googling uh, it while I talk. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's specifically the Definitely one that Googling it while you talk. Interested in playing is, is that one. You know what? I was correct. It is Hand of the Heavenly Bride. Nice. So good get an me. extra point mm. for the next trivia episode. Yay! <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic as far as Dragon Quest games go. It is probably the point when they started really focusing on the story because uh, if you're familiar with Dragon Quest at all, it, it is very much like the first JRPG, right? Console yeah. JRPG. And that first game, and even the first couple games, yeah, there was a story, but like, eh, it was there to... It's just there. there <laughs> you're not really worried. You, you're, you're, and yeah, yeah, there was dragons and you needed, to, <laughs> you needed to quest, yeah. <laughs> dragons yeah, exactly. you quest. <laughs> Your most basic quest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that first one, I mean, you could beat in five, six hours. It is literally go kill the dragon and save the princess. That's the game. But no, Dragon Quest V does just take things a little more seriously. You start off as a as a baby, and you grow up as a oh. through, through childhood, and you... Um, some traumatic stuff happens with your father and then more things traumatic happen. You, you grow up into a man and you live your life and you know, things happen throughout the game. You progress through this entire guy's life. Uh, mm. even to the point where, you know, you have a kid and the kid becomes, this is not really a spoiler. Mm. The kid be, uh, becomes, you know, part of your party later on and, and, and becomes part of the greater story. So, mm. uh, this game is available on DS, which is super expensive. Uh, you can get, you can get it on iOS, Android. You can play it through means. Uh, <laughs> if you have a peg leg and yeah, a parent hand, and, a, <laughs> yeah. and an eye patch. <laughs> well, this 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 version of the game was never released. In fact, there's two versions of the game that were never released. Uh, one I would recommend. One I would recommend staying away from. There's a PS2 version that they remade. Oh. That version is eh, don't bother. Uh, it's cool that they put it on PS2. It's not. It's a fan translation, but it's it's cool. But there's a Super Nintendo version, which is original release. It did not release in English initially, but there is fan translations out there. Not the best visually. Um, the DS version is definitely a lot better, but just for sake of playing it, I'd say play that Super Nintendo Super Famicom version. Hmm. Um, or if you just want the story, even though it does kind of Deus Ex Machina a little <coughs> bit at the end... Um, oh. That on Netflix, there's a it's like CGI movie called Dragon Quest Your Story. Mm. That is the plot to Dragon Quest V. Mm. Which, yeah. it, it, okay. which I watched that, and that's what kind of got me into like, huh, wait a minute. Now I want to play <laughs> Would you agree that's, <laughs> a, it's, it's very that's a good story, yeah. right? Yeah, it yeah it's, a, it's, it's a very good story. So, um, you know, maybe if you don't have 60 hours to kill, that's what you do instead. But I definitely recommend experiencing Dragon Quest V in one way or the other. I mean, all the Dragon Quest games are good in one way or the other, but I think that's a probably peak storytelling uh, for the series. So that is going to be my first recommendation. I don't know who wants to go next. Let's go Dwight, because he's on my screen top left. Sure. Uh, so I'm not going to do Metal Gear Solid 3, <laughs> because he said he was doing Metal Gear Solid, so I'm going to leave that off. Uh, I'm going to do Lost Odyssey. I'll do that. X Excellent Xbox choice. is probably one of the best... Uh, exclusive JRPGs Xbox has ever had <laughs> ever in the AKA the real the real Final Fantasy 13 yeah, the, yeah, which, yeah a lot of people called at the time the real Final Fantasy 13 it's a very good game um, in general but the story is uh, specifically um, I liked a lot because I mean there's a couple of things that for me 
makes a game a story stand out especially when you're dealing with like japanese games or whatever everybody knows that they really love having the fucking 14 or 15 year old you know <laughs> yeah you know, kid as like the, the the center of the story and he's discovering himself and blah 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 whatever um this doesn't do that you know it, it's a grown-ass man <laughs> and, and the, the kind of just like okay. the story in general um he is immortal and there's actually a mm-hmm. number of people that are immortal and that's not a good thing and it kind of like goes into all of his like uh traumas over his life or whatever the fact that he's immortal that you know he cannot die um he has another thing that's interesting is that he has a family and he kind of like finds them and gathers them up into his party as like you're playing or whatever which is super interesting um there's even one there's a party member um she's a pirate and she's also mortal so of course she looks like you know 20 something forever and she has a grandson and or no that was a son her son her son joins the party and he's an old man (laughs) (laughs) you know and then um the uh the two main you know the main guy he finds his wife and then they have grandchildren that also join the party and everything and of course you also the main thing that a lot of people talk about is that there's these side stories for a lot of other characters and for them and everything and they're kind of just like voiced like vignettes i think or something like that or something mm-hmm. about unvoiced i think whatever. they're like dreams or something yeah they call like them dreams or, and everything yeah. and they would they would play out different unrelated stories sometimes related stories of like different parts of their life and like sometimes of like other characters and everything they're, they're audio dramas practically basically yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're they're yeah. very interesting and i think just like the they just are. like the central plot i think is very unique i mean you don't it's not very often that you see that and i think that's what kind of drew me to dragon quest 5 because like uh, there's not a lot of other uh, you know jrpg stories that are like that and lost odyssey was like that mm-hmm. um i don't know i just think that's a very interesting thing to have in those stories is like the kind of like familial bond because it never happens it's always a young kid mm. you know maybe there's like one chick that like bats her eyes at him and he's just like oh my yeah. god you know and then that's it it's like it's kind of it's it's overdone to the point of ridiculousness so anything outside of that i think is is just pretty cool so definitely mm. something I to can try ag- out i can agree 100 percent on this and it's been giving away so many times it's on sale all the time mm-hmm. Uh, it's not available on anything but Xbox consoles, unfortunately. Yep. Maybe we'll get a PC. Yeah. It is Xbox exclusive. But... Yes. Uh, during the What's time the name of it again? Lost Odyssey. Hmm? Lost Odyssey. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. you can play it, it on the backwards Series battle. You can play it on everything. Yeah. yeah. It's playable. I think so. it's uh, it has like a 4K upgrade and all that on Series X, if I remember correctly. Uh, it has a resolution upgrade, but not a frame rate upgrade, which mm-hmm. doesn't really need a high right. frame rate, yeah. though. So. Which is fine. Yeah. Music is yeah. great, too. Of course, it's made by Miss Walker Studio. This is why they call it the the actual the real Final Fantasy Thirteen is that it, it was a traditional turn based. Um, the uh, the music was also made by I don't remember who made the music honestly. Uematsu, right? I think it was Uematsu. Yeah, I think I think it was because Final Fantasy Thirteen uh, a lot didn't have Uematsu. A lot music. of Final Fantasy people worked on this game. Yes, like a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was more Final Fantasy than Final Fantasy Thirteen was so that's true yeah yeah which is it is very interesting um but yeah definitely definitely a game to um keep a lookout for i i also concur jonathan you're next on my screen so why don't you go me (laughs) you i was looking up lost odyssey to see when it came out it was like it came out in 2008 
I don't know if it's going to get a PC port anytime if it hasn't gotten one already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Last Remnant. Did. I just looked it up too. <laughs> you could uh, you could stream it on PC with Game Pass. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm not positive. Hmm. Uh, well, I, I will I will discover this as you give your recommendation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the first one I'm going to go over is it's kind of, I I kind of cheated um, by mentioning the entire King's Quest series um, <laughs> of adventure games because. Uh, the the one I'm, that I'm most like focused on is King's Quest Six because it's my favorite out of the entire series, but a lot of uh, a lot of what I like about that game is because it does things related to the rest of the series and the whole series actually does this. Um, the the plot actually carries through, like like things that you do in the previous games affect the plot going forward into the other games. So it actually care. It's not like little separate chunks um it follows the the royal family of daventry this king the kingdom of daventry is like a medieval fantasy kind of a thing Mm. um and you play as different people up until uh king's quest 8 where you play as someone else you play as different people of the royal family and the the whole plot line like it it follows through all the games like there's stuff in king's quest that happens in king's quest 3 that's referenced in 5 and there's stuff that happens in four it's referenced in seven and it's like they just keep constantly calling back to each other which i love that kind of stuff i know a lot of people don't um especially like uh, dwight and i know uh, our our old boss mark he he well his old boss mark my current boss <laughs> he hates that stuff <laughs> yeah. but i love it i love it when things like tie together and like reference each other and things. That's, especially well, he when it's the mcu doesn't he <laughs> yeah it's especially yeah this <laughs> especially when it creates like a whole overarching narrative i think it's great this brings into um, context all the times where you've asked if like multiple sequels of game any series that we're talking about <laughs> are like related to each other and it's like no that's yeah. actually a very rare thing <laughs> Yeah, it's, mm. yeah, it's very rare for that to actually happen, and because uh, I I always want to play if I'm going to play a series, I want to start at the beginning so I get the whole story. But I always I always forget that not every series is like I'll that. I'll say Some most of them are not. Yeah. <laughs> it's very... yeah, like Final Fantasy, for example, yeah. and Persona. Yeah. It's like you can pretty much start anywhere because the stories aren't related. I'm like, well, that's such a that's I think such a sad thing. <coughs> I feel like sometimes the main issue is that you're at nor like at the end of it basically, but. A lot of these series have been going on for years, <laughs> decades. Yeah. There's yeah. no way they right. could all tie together like that over decades, especially not yeah. Final Fantasy. The first one was in '87, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can do it. I mean, I mean, King's Quest spanned uh, uh, probably what two? I mean, a lot of those sequels are coming out like 15 years, I think, right after another, though, weren't they? Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, kinda. I mean, having connected elements and then having like necessary knowledge previously because right. i mean dragon quest 4 5 and 6 are like tied together right. but you don't have to yeah. play them that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same thing with 1 2 3 and 11 they're tied together but you don't yeah. have to play them that way well in, in king's so. quest you don't really have to either because i played um i played king's quest 6 uh long before i played king's quest 5 because mm. we uh, my uncle who was our games dealer <laughs> didn't have a copy of it what are you so, buying <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what are you buying <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I, if you ever get a chance to play through those games, I highly recommend it. Obviously they're adventure games and the first ones did came, come out around the eighties. So they're text, the, you know, older ones are text-based. Um, so, you know, you have to get over that little hurdle, but, um, I think, I think the story is great, uh, especially like the way it references 
back to each other. And six, especially, um, was co-written by Jane Jensen, who is an actual like novel writer. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like meaty dialogue and descriptions in that game specifically, which I which hmm. I really appreciate. So interesting. I thought you were about to say she was an actual king. Oh no, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh wow, I, I do want to get around to those eventually, and I will. But yeah, yeah. Uh, one day, one day it'll happen. Yeah. Rod, you're the next on my screen. All right, yeah, I feel like I, I might have not gotten the, might have misunderstood the prompt a little bit, and I ended up just picking a franchise in general. And it's fine, it's whatever. Totally and insane. Dwight, if if you actually do want to go specific into Metal Gear Solid Three, feel free, because I, I I was just kind of me- going to mention the whole franchise. Uh, in general, I mean, I love it, but I'm gonna pick something else so I can get a shine because I, I think Metal Gear Solid 3 is a kind of it's an obvious pick in a lot of cases, mm. too, though. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I also tried to pick stuff that was a little bit like not the obvious thing I would normally pick, mm. that's why I didn't say Shenmue, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, that's fair, yeah. No, also, I... Shenmue, Shenmue's story kind of ended at two and <laughs> didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Go ahead, Rods. Yeah, no, I think one thing that I thought was very incredible, and it, I think Metal Gear was the first series growing up that I, I played and I was just like, wow, I, I actually really care about these characters and I, I really just enjoy everything that's going on here. And just being able to see, for example, if you've played it there, there's essentially two main characters that you, you go with, either Solid Snake or Big Boss. And I thought if, well, whether it's intentional or not, I'm not exactly sure because he always says, he would always say that it was the last game he was going to make. So I don't know how much of this story was intended to go to the next one, but just seeing, for example, Big Boss going from three to Peace Walker to five, granted five is a little bit iffy, but (laughs) (laughs) it, it was just really cool just seeing the progression of those characters and then Solid Snake, his progression and how... If you know anything about that, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that mm. Solid Snake is a clone of Big Boss, because I think that's like the whole thing. Oh my god. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> but how different they are, and just the different issues while dealing with war and everything, the different things that they go through, and how they change differently, as despite being a clone, being they're clearly completely different people. Uh, and it, it was just interesting throughout the years playing those games, just seeing that project, uh, those trajectories and the parallels and then the differences uh, of them. And and this is not even mentioning on the whole gameplay and everything that those games also did that was just completely amazing at the time. And honestly, some of them still stand till this day. Uh, but yeah, I, I think story-wise, it... it Especially if you go back even to Metal Gear Solid 1 and stuff like that, it it touches on things that games, I don't remember them talking about issues and things like that. And granted, they could be very long-winded at times, but uh, I thought, I actually, I remember playing for the first time Metal Gear Solid 1 and just really enjoying the long cutscenes and stuff like that. I was really engrossed in in all of it. it. was done in a way that almost felt historical as like not maybe not historical but just it, it felt real in, in a sense like and I documentary think it, it, they, footage and yeah stuff like it yeah. felt like it it could be real yeah right? absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely 
And the fact that he also does that, three does that incredibly as well, like weaving into, into history a little bit because it happens in the 60s. Um, yeah, I, I just think that in general, that whole franchise and it is just amazing. And the fact that it's going to be re-released soon, I think it's definitely worth it for people to try it. Mm-hmm. Agreed, 100%. I, Not a bad pick so far. I would say <laughs> that Big Boss, to me, is a much more interesting character than than solid snake but i agree that's, i agree that's just like yeah but yeah definitely good stuff oh i would recommend for you if you've never played them is to play kojima's um uh visual novel games that he made before metal gear solid i mean after metal gear but before metal gear solid there's two uh snatcher and police knots that are mm-hmm. heavily <laughs> tied with like his whole metal gear solid thing or whatever there's even like your partner in, in Snatcher is a little Metal Gear that follows you around and everything. He has like a mm, yes. flip out screen. They didn't show that into in the actual Metal Gear Solid games until like Metal Gear Solid Four, where you had the little mini you know Metal Gears out that would be moving around and, and whatnot. Um, there's a lot of callbacks and Police Knots. There's like a Meryl Silverbone and everything. And and if you remember, if you uh, remember in Metal Gear Solid One in Otacon's office, there was a poster for Police Knots and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Some of the music and visual cues and everything. I tell you, definitely play those. You can't. There's they've never been re-released, so you're gonna have to sail the high seas. But you know, definitely worth it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you love Metal Gear Solid, you love those games. But yeah, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to kick it over to Jamie. Alright, so um, my gaming recommendation would be Xenoblade Chronicles the series, but I'll talk about my two favorite ones, that being Xenoblade Chronicles X and the first Xenoblade Chronicles. So, uh, with Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is on the Nintendo Wii U, um, as far as that story, it just it was just... For now. For now, yes. <laughs> Hopefully it'll come over to Switch 2. Hopefully, fingers crossed, because I will scream <laughs> at the top of my lungs when I get that um, confirmation, if it does come out. Like, bro. But um, it's interesting to... Uh, so, Xenoblade Chronicles as basically takes place... It's basically a story about the survival of the human race after an alien invasion caused uh, most of humanity to flee into space. Um, they crash land on this planet, and now they got to find a way to survive on it. Um, it and it goes into these different aspects of like um, what it means to be human. Um, you know, it seats in for the character that this is a truly a fight for our lives. Um, the gameplay itself is um, captivating. I love it too. Like, like it was one of my favorite aspects of the game. But like the story itself, um, it's interesting to see how. The characters they don't really evolve, I would say, but like it's just interesting to see the, how they um, handle the situation of the um, this alien race that's forced them into this um, precarious situation. Um, I can't like I can't talk about it without like spoiling a lot. Like that's my <laughs> issue. <laughs> and it's not that even that old of a game at this point. It's too, not. So. It's not all that old of a game. But a lot of people haven't played it because of how bad, poorly well, the Wii U did. Because it's on the Wii U. <laughs> exactly because of how the Wii U did. Now yeah. maybe a lot. Of, not a lot of people played it. So, but um, it's a very interesting game. 
it's one of the best games in my opinion because that was like literally my gateway game like that's like what really got me into rpgs and stuff seeing way chronicles mm-hmm. ass but mm-hmm. um it has a lot of character story missions which expands a lot on the char- the side characters you can get um but the main characters themselves have um character quirks sub character quirks that you can see um and like not too much evolution gets into it, but it's interesting to see how they interact with each other. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one, the original one that came out on the GameCube and then the Wii? That was it? Just the Wii. Just the Wii? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that one has the best story, in my opinion. Um, so it's about this uh, tinkerer, this kid, this t- this you know, character main main character, teenage guy, <laughs> destined <laughs> for greatness. The anime. Yeah. <laughs> the gonna, in fact, all these Xenoblade games could be their own anime, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about this te- this uh, teenage guy who's a tinkerer. He he likes makes he likes to study weapons and stuff and machinery. Um, it's about how um, one day his home is invaded by this mechanical force that's um, been terrorizing his his people for like as long as uh, they can remember um, he goes on a journey to try to end this threat to their lives mm. and he ends up discovering a lot about himself his destiny the two worlds they come from and um, a lot of twists a um, lot lot of character development and what I found interesting most about Xenoblade Chronicles is the relationship between uh, Shulk, the main character, and everyone around him. Like it was interesting to see his friendship between him and his best friend Ryan, um, his love interest Fiora, um, his other friend Melia, and my favorite character in that game, Dunban. Like it's like not Ricky. <laughs> well Ricky he's Ricky's my second favorite he's yeah. my second favorite Ricky's my second favorite but Dunban I don't know it's just always the mentor character that always gets me and Dunban fits that um, <laughs> he, fit, he fits that character theme to a T like he is the best um, mentor character you can you'll ever find in, the, um, in a piece of piece of fiction I'll say but, a lot um, of Final Fantasy uh, hardcore nerds would fight you on that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh, well, I, I accept the challenge. <laughs> yeah, I'll take them all on. I'll take them all on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, as far as, so in the series, um, those two games have, in my opinion, the best story. X and Xenoblade Chronicles, the, the first one. Um, I was very excited to see the Definitive Edition come out and um, the quality of life features that came out in that. Oh, yes. I, I, it, <laughs> it, it definitely made the game be- better Much to play. Much better. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. I, yeah, I guess speaking on that a little bit, a, a lot of people, I, I feel that whenever I talk to about Xenoblade Chronicles, they get scared because they're like, oh, isn't that like a 100 plus two, you know, hundreds of hours? I'm going to tell you right now, mm. it doesn't have to be, though. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah. I, I beat that game yeah. in... 45 hours, I, I don't think, think it's like that, that. Like, yeah. it, To me, I don't think it's, it's nearly not as long as, bad. like, Persona games, <laughs> like, at all, but... No. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, no. That game is very reasonable, mm. uh, as far as... I mean, it's as long as you want it to be. If you want to mm. dick around and, like, exactly. do, all do all the, all the things, side then missions. do all the things, but it's not required to experience the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely recommend it, too. The game's available on Wii DS, the new, new Nintendo 3DS mm-hmm. and Switch. 
Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people because all I knew was that oh, it's this super long RPG, and I'm like it doesn't <laughs> have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I don't know why it has that reputation because that is, is definitely not true. I mean, not... I think a lot of people do play it that way. Yeah. Just like I mean, just like with Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, which I mean, mind you, I've played a lot, of, mm-hmm. but a lot, most people assume that's 100 hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like I did everything in like less than 60. It's it's <laughs> so. similar to like the length of a average Final Fantasy or whatever. It's just a regular, yeah, yeah it's a regular RPG link. <laughs> Don't get intimidated. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> like, also, if I had to rank all the stories, um, the best stories of each of the Xenoblade Chronicles games, I would say 1X, 3, and 2. 2 had the choppiest of story. Maybe it was because of the voice acting that was in that, in that game, but I, I just couldn't get behind the story in 2. But um, three. Excellent. Okay. Well, yeah. well, it's okay. It's a, it's a point <laughs> between X and three because there yeah. there were parts in X where I was like super invested, but like <clears throat> there was a part in three where it almost brought a tear to my eye because it, the emotions in that in, in that game was so strong. But it didn't though, right? It, it didn't. Okay. It didn't. Just make sure. <laughs> <laughs> almost brought a tear to my eye. Okay, almost. just making sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Real Metal yeah, Cry. See, I'll say, <laughs> when, I, when I first played Metal Gear Solid 3, yes, I definitely cried <laughs> at the end of the yeah. game. Yeah. Are we all just going to go around naming the games and I just cried? Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 I, you know, is the only game where I, I definitely cried at the end of this. <laughs> I have, it, I have, it, uh, I have if a you couple didn't, moments. If yeah. you did not cry at the end of Telltale Walking Dead, the first season, I oh. you are a soci- You so, are a sociopath. I was close. I was close, but I didn't. I didn't. You are there, a sociopath. There is a game that I almost talked about. It's not on it's not on my list, but I almost talked about that did make me cry at the end. So Yeah. All right. Well let's let's keep that's, it moving. That's we'll, a, that's we'll, a separate maybe list. we'll do this as a yeah. we'll do this as a as a post thing. <laughs> maybe after after you know what? maybe after the uh after the mm. end, we'll talk about games that made us cry. So, um, I'm, doing I'm gonna go and speed it up. Just like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, that's nice heart up. heartfelt thing. I had to actually had to look up what I for, I put on here because I freaking forgot. I kept changing my list. So it's like this this got updated today. Uh, uh, this game is only about two and a half, maybe three hours long. It's called What Remains of Edith Fitch. I don't know if anybody has played this. No. no, I think so. I well, game, I haven't played it, I but I think I watched it. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Is it. Does it have sharks in it? It, it has a shark. Yeah, it a has, shark. Okay, yeah. yeah, I did watch this. I, that was it, an aware, interesting but, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, I started it. it. Is, it's not a long game. You you, mm-hmm. st- you didn't finish it? Nope. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that sounds like me. <laughs> that definitely sounds like me. I was just like, oh, is this a walking simulator? Oh, God. <laughs> you know? it, it, all right, well, your opinions on walking simulators have been noted, but it is a walking simulator. Um, it is, uh, you play as a, well, you play as a characters, I'm not going to say who you play as, but you're playing as uh, a, person. A, a past version like, of something. You're, yeah. you're reliving what happened through a notebook mm. you're uh essentially your part you're edith fitch and you're going you inherit this house uh, and the house the family is cursed essentially and they all die and you essentially go room to room learning how they died and it's all very whimsical and magical and i know it's uh, not really magical but it's it does have some very like supernatural elements to it and 
it's a it's a thought-provoking game i'll put it that way it's not like super heavy on plot per se like if i were to like just give you like the beat to beat like i could get it done in 10 seconds right mm. but mm. it's thought-provoking it makes you think about life and makes you think about like it has some shocking moments in it too like there are moments where you're like holy crap that just happened okay mm. it's yeah. good and it's about as long as a movie so i mean walking simulator or not if you don't <laughs> like those then you're probably not gonna care it's good though. It's it's worth playing at least the one time. In fact, it's probably only worth playing one time to be honest with you because once you play it then you're like, "Oh, I got it." So, right. yeah. 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 I know the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know I know the thing. Exactly. So, <laughs> but it's um it's very good. If you can catch it on sale or even at $20, it's super worth it. So, that's going to be mine. Uh, let's kick it back over to Dwight. He's next in the lineup. So, I was going to say The Wolf Among Us. But Ooh. I love The Wolf Among Us. It's I, a great I, I, game. I really like that one. Yeah, it was a really great game. You changed it. I I am Did changing change it. it. I'm changing it because I noticed that there's a trend of like JRPGs in this episode. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put another JRPG or whatever. Uh, I was uh, gonna say Final Fantasy X originally because you mentioned Orin, right? And I was like, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna change mine. I'm gonna say the uh, Tales of series. I'll say that. Mm. And mm. not necessarily that because each story is super awesome, incredible, or anything like that. But I think that the way that it's presented is actually like really awesome. And then like it's something that uh, not a lot of other JRPGs do. And it's funny because I I beat Final Fantasy 16 about a month ago or so. And it's the main issue I have with that game is something that Tales, you know you know does great or whatever that's just the interplay between characters like anytime i think that's one of the coolest things about like any of those games any of their stories is not only just the main story there's also like interpersonal shit going on between the characters you get to they have the little mm. skits where they're actually the party members are conversing with each other they have their own you know individual relationships and everything the first i played other tales games you know like tales of fantasia and stuff but the first one I really got into was Tales of Zillia, and I loved that game. Just like all the you know the different characters and everything, and um, you know, and it's it's more than just that. Oh no, you know we have to save the world type thing or whatever. Because I mean they all do that. But you know, um, but I think the latest one that I played uh, was Tales of Arise, and I liked that game a lot. And I know the reviewers didn't really care for it, um, but I thought it was great, and I thought that you know their individual stories was the most interesting thing about that game you know and it does something that a lot of rpgs don't it actually has like an ending (laughs) an epilogue not only do they have like an ending they actually discuss in the game what it is they plan to do after they're done with the thing they have to do i mean every (laughs) game has like a whole like end of the world situation but they're actually like hey after we're done like this you know we should do this or oh we have plans for this and everything and i'm like holy crap it's crazy that this is like a thing that i get excited about but a lot of games don't do that if you play final fantasy 16 no spoilers but yeah they don't do any of that (laughs) Mm -hmm. shit just ends and then you don't even know what the fuck just happened it's like super vague you know and none of the characters really i mean they don't really talk to each other because there's not really a party per se and I think that the way I think Jill's character is very underserved in that game 
and a lot of people have talked about this. I won't get into like I think all I'll, the issues I have. Yeah, with let's that. let's not get into. A yeah, Final I, Fantasy I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> I, I, I agree is, with you. Yeah, it's something say. that Final yeah. Fantasy doesn't really do, and I think that it's very cool that they um, that Tales of you know the Tales series does do that. So yeah, yeah, mm. I agree. I will say Final Fantasy 14 did that very well because I watched someone play through that and. There was like a whole like epilogue at the end of the of uh, oh, I forget which expansion it was, but like the your whole little group is st- standing there like oh I'm gonna go do this now and I'm gonna go back to this place and help these people and mm-hmm. I was like oh, that's really cool. That's like hmm. which I mean it matters more I think for a memorica that's gonna have more expansions and go on so you know the story is just gonna continue so it, it matters more in that in that sense but mm-hmm. um, but it's still really cool that they bothered to do that that's why it was cool that mass effect 3 put that into the game because mm-hmm. i think before it just kind of just ended and people are like well I, i've been playing with these characters for three games now i can't they can't like <laughs> exactly. chill for a little bit and like talk or whatever <laughs> so they, that was the best part of the game for me is just you know chilling in the citadel and you know talking to people and blah blah, blah. it's like i think that stuff is great so i mean it, it's yeah. you know it's cool that they do that final fantasy yeah they just they never do that we got to kill the thing mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> but yeah. All right, Jonathan, go ahead. All right, so, uh, uh, so I'm gonna go with Thief. I'm gonna talk about the first, specifically the first two Thief games. Um, I don't remember much about the third one or the fourth one, the story in either of those. Um, but specifically the first two, which are the ones I'm most familiar with. Um, the thing I like most about the story is that it's told. I mean, the the story itself is, is great, but you can also find little bits and pieces of other stories that kind of connect to it through little parchments and things in the world as you're, like, going around sneaking through buildings and, like, you, you end up in lots of people's houses and warehouses and things like that. Um, and you'll find this these little... love sp- Resident Evil. <laughs> anyway. Say what? Yeah. I said this man will love Resident yeah. Evil. <laughs> yeah. It definitely does But that. you'll find these little... You'll find these little parchments, you'll find like letters to people, and you'll find people writing their journals and stuff, and you'll see bits of things mentioned in the journals and in these letters that are events that you're either living through or that, or sometimes even things that you caused, that you made happen. You'll see that like people talking about it. So I think that's really cool. Um, And then um, there's also kind of a neat little thing. There's a, in the first game, there's a sect, a religious sect called the Hammers, who worship like the the great builder or whatever mm-hmm. and then in the second game Lowell there's the a new family. there's a new yeah <laughs> there's a new uh religious order called the mechanists and they worship the same person but it's like it, it, it's the same person but it's also kind of not and so the two of them are like warring against each other and that's it adds another like neat layer of depth to the story because then you hear them you know going back and forth and and um like like seeing how all that all that stuff evolved so that that's really is that like a direct criticism of modern religion that's what it sounded like but yeah it could be (laughs) yeah i mean i was gonna say that's like exactly what what a modern religion does but yeah go ahead yeah yeah no that's yeah it is Um, i think it would have been more unique if it had been like the people that uh worship hammers or whatever and then people that worship nails yeah well (laughs) neither can live without each other they can't live with with each other either that's true um but yeah i i just think and of course you know you you end up experiencing um 
you end up getting it through like various dialogue too. As you're sneaking around through places, you can like stand around and eavesdrop on people and hear. And it's interesting to just like put all this stuff together. Um, it's similar, kind of similar to how uh, System Shock Two does it as well, with all the audio logs, and you have to, have to piece together the story from there. Uh, it's just a little more varied in Thief because they're actually not pe- people who are not dead. <laughs> people aren't living around. living around audio logs for you to listen to, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and there are living, actual living NPCs. I mean, the time you, anytime you come across someone in System Shock or System Shock Two, they're oh, already dead. True. So that's true. Yeah, that is, that oh, is very yeah, true. one of the tropes of all time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they You're started it, so they they can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, hey, that's, Rod, that's, back that's around right. to you. Yeah, I think having Jonathan talk about thief a little bit right before me actually <laughs> kind of leads in pretty nicely just because some of my favorite games and storytelling in games are ones where they don't just give you the story and it's you kind of have to piece it together and figure it out mm-hmm. for that reason some of my favorites are things like the dark souls and stuff like that. i love that you that you know coming. they don't give you anything <laughs> i knew that was uh, <laughs> i i absolutely love that kind of stuff so a game that i absolutely love uh, is a little indie game that came out a few years ago called Tunic. And it it's kind of like a top-down Zelda-like, where you're a little fox, and honestly, you can go through the game and not know anything, and you're just a little fox doing your thing. You go through the end. Uh, but if you actually stop to try to figure out what's going on, there is a lot of depth there. And there's a whole world, and there's religions, and there's organizations, and there's everything. Like even who you are, is is very important. And I think that you know, as long as you're willing to dig a little bit deeper, there is a lot of depth there. And any game that does that kind of thing, I, I absolutely love. I just really, really enjoy that kind of thing. So if you enjoy kind of the top-down Zeldas, and you enjoy the sort of you know, hidden storytelling of the Souls games. Uh, I, I think I think Tunic is definitely worth the play. It's also very challenging too, so it borrows that from mm-hmm. from the Souls games. It's not very expensive either, is it? No, no. I don't think so. Shouldn't be. And there's a physical on PS4 and Switch. I have it on Xbox Digital, and I think it's on Game Pass. I even. Think, yeah, I think yeah it's it is. Uh, it is on Game Pass. But I did okay. pick up a physical copy on Switch just to... I haven't finished it myself, but I do like the fact that at the beginning of the game, especially, if I remember right, like the, none of the words are in English. They're all yep. in that like made-up language, mm-hmm. right? So That's you right. just go... You, you may get like a... You get like instruction booklet pages, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, like telling you how to do stuff, but none of it's in English <laughs> or like very little of it, and you just have to like kind of figure out what's going on it's like playing a i know this is probably a little dated and make me sound old it's like playing a import game back in the day before google translate yeah because you're just like you just have to figure out what they're trying to convey to you with the pictures and like (laughs) through context so and the cool thing about that too is that that made up language is completely translatable too yes but and if you get hints on how to do that through the manual itself so it's actually really cool that you know, you can, if again, you don't need to do any of this, but if you want to dig deep and try to figure out what it's all saying, because then it, you can start figuring out the story based on the manual, uh, mm. and it, it's really cool. 
Uh, all right. Well, Jamie, what's up? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so my second pick would be Persona Four. Um, golden, right? Persona Four Golden. Yes. Golden. There you go. They changed um, Chie's voice in the regular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's about this again main character teenager um, who arrives in this small town <laughs> called Inaba. Um, who who uh, it's about this small town um, Inaba where there's not much to do, where the biggest thing around there is this supermarket called Juness. Mm-hmm. Um, things really start to pick up around there where these li- string of murders are linked to this growing phenomena called the Midnight Channel. Basically, at midnight, um, the victims of these murders appear on the, t- the, t- the TV, and the next mur- murder victim will appear at midnight. Um, the next time there's a the next, there's a it rains and it's foggy the next day they'll be dead they'll be dead mm-hmm. yeah so you have until it, the next it, foggy yeah. day to yeah. rescue the victim uh, the next um, murder victim yeah um, oh, that's the, such a good concept sorry I, mm, I love this game it's uh, my no, second no, favorite game ever because mm-hmm. you're like uh, you're constantly lo- like okay I only got like uh, four days until days. it's supposed to rain again mm. to save this person yeah. Mm. And um, the reason why I would say this game is one of my favorites is because not only the story, but the um, premise it um, presents to you about, you know, the collective unconscious and um, the importance of spending your time wisely, friendship and all that. Um, so, yeah, it's about this teenager who forms a, this investigation team full of, you know, other high kids he goes to high school Dwight's with. favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, don't they, take that out of context. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of... Take it however you want. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I watch so much anime that I'm kind of, I'm like incensed to it. But yes, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they form an investigation team and they find out uh, that this Midnight Channel phenomena is actually a whole other um, dimension or this whole other world that they can go into through the TVs. Yeah, Leave it okay. there for spoilers, though. Mm, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, it's, so they yeah. go through. So they go. So using this world, they res. They um. They try to rescue the victims, and they try to find the real culprit through this. Um, through this parallel world. Um, has Hero a lot of, dimension. Mm, <laughs> essentially, yeah. Um, has a few twists in it, and it. There are multiple endings, which I always love within a game. Like, um, I like it adds replay value to it. Has a good ending, a bad ending, and I think a neutral ending. Um, I think with Persona Four Golden, they en- added a true ending, which yeah, which I played through, finished, and got, and it was pretty good. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you like mystery, <laughs> yeah, if you right. like your typical <laughs> JRPG aspects of of gameplay, um, it's turn based, which I love. Um, but yeah, this it, is pretty solid game. It's it has the best story and character interactions out of all the um, Persona games. I will say opinion. that's why I like it the most as far as the Persona games going. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, when I say all the Persona games, I mean three, four, and five, the ones that people are actually gonna play. No one's playing one and two. I'm gonna say nobody. I don't wanna. If you're playing one, I apologize. I would, I would like <laughs> to play one. They're hard to I, play. I, 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 but yeah. three, <laughs> they remastered out of three, really. yeah, exactly. Out of, Three, four, and five. I think three has the best story as far as ending, mm-hmm. but has the worst gameplay and some. Eh, yeah, care. yeah. The three characters has the worst are kind of they're okay. Uh, four has the best characters. The best characters out of all of them. 
everyone's likable, in my opinion, at least. I even Teddy, as annoying as he is sometimes, is like <laughs> Teddy's freaking hilarious. He's he's funny, <laughs> you know. Um, and I mean, even Five has great characters, but there's a couple guys where I'm just like, oh my god. Persona uh, Five had the best gameplay, but his characters best I gameplay, couldn't yeah. I couldn't get behind a couple of them. Uh, what's the guy's name? Yusuke Kitagawa. Yusuke, yeah. I I don't know what it is about him. I, I don't like him. Like I generally <laughs> did not like Yusuke or Morgana. Morgana can't get on your nerves, but my favorite characters were definitely Ryuji and Akechi. Oh yeah, Ryuji is great. Um, yeah. I think I think Jonathan's gonna like Ryuji quite a bit. I tell you, you need to mess with him every chance you get. Uh, just pick the most off the wall answers. He takes it so personally. And it's awesome. But I'm too nice. I'm, I'm too nice to do that. Eh, it doesn't change the story. Just watch yeah, him freak doesn't. out. It's hilarious. In Mass Effect, that uh, renegade option to punch the reporter. Did you take that option? <laughs> No. Oh, what? <laughs> Come on. I had a full Paragon run, and I still punched the shit out of that guy. <laughs> so, so I, I like to play the good guy runs in a lot of games, so but there are I times where I'd like to be an asshole. I also, did, I also didn't punch the reporter to make you, it makes you feel any better. So. It, was, it was my one Renegade you did shoot the You did shoot the Krogan, though. Oh, I do a couple Renegade. I, I knocked the guy out the window. <laughs> I shocked the guy at the helicopter. <laughs> the one that's... Like, yeah, you know the it stops the helicopter mm. from that garrison. I'm not. Gonna they should. They should whatever. change yeah. that to the intrusive thoughts <laughs> button, like because that's that's really <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it's not true. It's true. It's just like, oh, what if I do this? Intrusive <laughs> thoughts. I mean, what if, would happen if I do this? If he's evil and I was gonna shoot him later in the mission anyway? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Because that is, that's know? very true. <laughs> it is the intrusive yeah. thoughts. I like button. how he described that though. Intrusive <laughs> thoughts. Man, intrusive thoughts. Oh god. If we were naming the episodes uh, wacky, that's what the episode name would be. Names of thoughts that, that are to- toast wire. Toast wire. <laughs> yeah. Toast wire. Toast wire. Oh, All right, cool. Well, we've made full round. That's a good ten super excellent story games that we've recommended thus far. Mm. Uh, we're running slightly long, so I'm going to go ahead and get on with the game and anime recommendation for this week, and then we'll go ahead and get everybody out of here. Mm. It's episode 101. I don't know if you guys knew. Probably not. Mm. I'm telling you, it's episode 101. You right did now. if you listened to it after the last episode. Mm. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Unless I forgot to mention it, which we haven't recorded the last episode. We're weird. We do things all out of order here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole thing. So yeah, episode 101, of course, has to have the wonderful 101 for the recommendation per game. <laughs> I don't know if anyone... Mm. Rods, have you played this game? Good. I have. Have you played this game? What? No. Was- I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just know the, just I've the look on his face, like what? No, <laughs> no. I, I remember. I remember. Like I said, I'm, I'm still new to gaming, so <laughs> the wonderful 101 is. Uh, I think I've talked about it on this show before because I've I've, mm-hmm. I've played it mm-hmm. before recently. I've talked about it. Yeah, you control uh, up to 100 heroes, and some of them have special abilities. You kind of like Voltron together. You can make fists uh, by drawing a circle with all the heroes. A sword, a whip, a gun. Uh, I don't remember all the things you can do. It was originally on the Wii U. I think it works best on the Wii U because you have the gamepad. Mm. I played a but demo on, on the, uh, of that on Wii U. I will say it's not a very friendly game for, like, if you don't have the patience to learn the controls. Uh, it's not it's not intuitive at first. Uh, but give it some time. And once you give it some time, it is the most over-the-top Power Rangers, like, Super Sentai shit. Like, especially <laughs> the end. I'm not going to spoil what happens at the end, but uh, as you might expect, there's like a giant mech battle of involved. Of course, uh, <laughs> of course. And of there's course. there's QTEs involved, and this is 
this moment had me in tears laughing. I'm talking about crying in games. Mm. It had me in tears laughing because there's like a part where you have to jam on the A button. So you're over there, you're just, da, 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 just hitting the button as hard as you mm. can. And then you it cuts to the inside of the mech, and they're all sitting there at their desk just jamming on the buttons <laughs> as hard as they can. Because <laughs> you're jamming on the A button for like 30 seconds straight. It's crazy. Uh, it's, a, it's a controller destroyer, but oh my god. Wonderful 101. Definitely play it. It's on PS4, Switch, PC, Wonderful and Wii U. Wonderful 101. Oh, it made it to the PS4 and yes. PC. Yeah, it's on both. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, hmm. The Switch version, I probably... I, 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 I've played every version. I think the Switch version... If you're playing it, portable is cool. Uh, I think that we use probably the way to go, or the PC. PC has some whack-ass controls, but okay. it, it, you get used to it. <laughs> so, you can rebind them, can't you? Uh, maybe, but I don't know. I mainly wanted to... For the drawing. The drawing is easy. You can do uh, it on the right stick with the PS4, and it's it's... it's it's doable. I'll put it that can way. You, but can you? Use you can hook the up like a like a drawing tablet. You can, but as you notice, the PS4 touchpad is not very large. Yeah, and it's like really out of the way. <laughs> yeah. There's like very True. few games that the touchpad. It is actually, actually works. <laughs> it works fine until you get the bomb. Bomb requires you to draw a circle mm. with a line through it. That's impossible to do on that mm. thing. So, <laughs> but that's uh, that's my game recommendation for this week. Everybody, go get the wonderful one hundred and one, hmm. and uh, yeah, platinum games all day. Let's go. Mm. <laughs> uh, who has anime recommendations? Is it Jonathan? It is me. Um, so I'm going to recommend you? teasing Master Takagi-san. Okay. Um, so this is okay. another. This is kind of in the vein of. Okay. Um, Question: mm. mm-hmm. Is is Master Takagi the teasing one? Or are you teasing him? No, uh, the Takagi-san <laughs> is the master of teasing. Okay, got that tripped me up too when I first when I first saw the t- title. I was like, I don't know oh, if it was about this poor guy that everyone just kept playing pranks on. Anyway. <laughs> well, sort of. Uh, so, um, so it, it's another uh, school life uh, drama about you and this girl. I forget how old they are. I think They're they like might be in junior high. Like or might be middle school. I think I think it's 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 no it's, it's higher than elementary school because they're because they're wearing uniforms. So I think it, it I think it must be middle school. Um, so, and, but anyway, Black they, they sit, um, they sit, yeah, <laughs> they sit next to each other in class and, uh, the thing that, um, th- their little interactions is like, uh, oh gosh, the, the boy's name just escaped me. Jim Bob. Yeah. Jim Bob. And, <laughs> uh, his, his whole thing is he likes play, pr- playing pranks. Yeah. There you go. I was close. Um, he likes playing <laughs> pranks on Takage, but... <laughs> Yes, they always go wrong, and she always like manages to flip it back on him and make him and like either prank him or make him feel silly about himself. Um, but it's which ordinarily is not a great thing to do, but it's cute because first of all the 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 drawings are super cute, um, like the designs and everything, and then secondly it's apparent from like the first episode that she has a crush on him, and so mm-hmm. this is kind of her way of like flirting with him. Um, it's, it's kind of like the whole thing of like, like boys pull the pigtails of girls they like, except uh, you know reversed. Uh, so um, it's really cute and and fun to like watch them and their friendship and their little uh, you know middle school and uh, romance progress over the course of the season. Um, oh. So yeah, it's super great if you like that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, uh, childhood romance, uh, school life kind of things. It's a great series. Um, check it out. 
Season one is on Crunchyroll. Season two is on Netflix. It's kind of weird. One is on Crunchyroll. Is two is on Netflix. Three, I'm not entirely sure. It's licensed by Sentai, so it might be on High Dive, um, but I'm not sure. And then there's a movie, <laughs> uh, which also is licensed by Sentai, I believe. So, yeah, it kind of jumped around. I don't really know why. That's, it did uh, that, that's annoying, yeah. I think. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Movies right. on yeah, Paramount exactly. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Paramount Plus <laughs> Premium. It's the $100. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think there's like a right, sequel cool. when they're older or something like that. I there know. might be. Well, I need. Do we need to add uh, manga recommendations into this list? Let's not do that. that <laughs> no, that's, that's already. Sorry, I don't read enough to, to be able to. Um, I have a hefty little amount in the other room, but I don't read any new ones, so I can't really say. But uh, I have a lot of manga that I haven't read. Uh, a lot <laughs> yeah, of anime well, too. The one I would definitely recommend is getting anime soon. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to go and wrap it up there. I think we've hit a good time frame here. I think eh, good enough. Okay, uh, you can find the show on Twitter, X, whatever it's called, whatever we're going with nowadays. Twexter. At Game Room Pod. Whatever yeah, Elon tw- Twexter, Twexter, yep. Uh, at Game Room Pod. I, myself, am going to be on Twitter. Uh, Micmac IRL. I stream on Twitch sporadically, very sporadically, at Michael underscore McLeod. It's not that sporadic. It's usually the weekends. Mm-hmm. I've been str- and it, but what is sporadic though is what I'm streaming because I'm just mm-hmm. like whatever I feel like I just I don't I, I had no consistency. You could get me making mashed potatoes one day. <laughs> Probably won't happen, but it could happen. I'm just letting you know. Uh, someone that is a little more consistent with streaming is going to be Jonathan. Go ahead, tell us your plugs and all that fun stuff. Enchantermon on all the places on Twitter, Steam, uh, you, know, you know, whatever else you want to find me on. Um, I post all my stream announcements on X, um, formerly Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I see so many articles doing who they'll do that. They'll like X and then parentheses formerly Twitter. <laughs> so I just funny. say Twitter so easily. I don't know. I know. Saying yeah. X, saying if I say like, yeah, X, same. I feel like I'm trying to like censor what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I stream. I've just been yeah. calling it Twitter. Too. But yeah, I stream every uh, Monday, Thursday, and Saturday, usually starting around 6 o'clock p.m. EST. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and, uh, and that's on Twitch, by the way, which is also twitch.com slash enchantermon. Twitch.com slash Twitter slash dot com yeah. slash whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Out of the regulars, uh, Dwight, go ahead. What do you got going on? Anything exciting? Uh, D money eighty seven nineteen on all of the things. Uh, I'm on Street Fighter Six actually a lot, so see me on there. Um, okay. There, I don't stream a whole lot anymore at all, really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was super infrequent when it happened, so maybe I might go back on there. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's it. All right. Cool. Uh, Jamin, you got anything exciting you do? Do you stream? Do you... Nope. Nah, I'll have the... I just drag him over yeah. for a podcast occasionally. Cool. Well, it's good to have you on. And, um, Appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll have to drag you back again, I'm sure, at some point. And Rods, go ahead and break up the rear. you probably got the most stuff going on, at least... Uh, no, probably about as much as Jonathan, I guess. I don't know. Do you have a YouTube channel? Anything you want to plug? He's got more than me, yeah. Uh... I do, I do. Everything is under the same name, so it's just Rods Caden. It's R-O-D-S-K-A-D-E-N, just my name, uh, on everything. So on Twitter, X, <laughs> on YouTube, Twitch, uh, all of them you can find me under Rods Caden. 
and I stream on, right now I'm streaming every day, but just because a goal was reached, but usually it's Tuesday uh, and Friday at 6 p.m. EST, and then on Saturday and Sunday, uh, starting at 1 p.m. EST. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I see you streaming probably every time I go to check, because jo- it's probably the same time Jonathan's st- streaming. That's when you're on there, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, many times we're yeah, streaming yeah. at the same time, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, well, it's good to have you on. Good to have both of you on, actually. This is the first episode with uh, Yeah, it was guests. a pleasure. Awesome, definitely, uh, definitely a new experience for us both. So, real quick, before we leave... What game made you cry? Or are we ever going to do this at the end? Just, oh, yeah. just one game brought a tear to your eye. Anybody got one? Metal Gear Solid 3? Zed. Zed? You want a game that will make you cry? Play Zed. Okay. Raj, you got one? Uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, 4. Okay. I'll go with that one. It's different. Uh, the ending of Telltale's Walking Dead. The first okay. season. Uh, I'm right. sorry. Mm. If you did not again, if you did not cry at that ending, <laughs> you are a sociopath. Sorry, I'm a sociopath, I guess. Uh, I'm gonna give you the end of Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. Kind of, kind of predictable, Ooh. I guess. Were you, a little were you bit, crying because maybe. it was sad, or are you crying because the game was over? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm crying because it was sad. Okay. Yeah, it was sad. It was, it was, it was a, it was a very t- a touching moment. Not necessarily sad in the, but it was mm. very touching. So, okay, um, cool. All right. Well, we're gonna see you guys. Uh, what next week is the finale, which we've already mm. recorded. So this is. Ooh. Oh yeah, uh, Richard will be joining us for an episode that hopefully will not be four hours long, uh, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll see you then. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Right, see ya. Peace. Bye. Oh, oh, oh.